I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the Out of Spec Podcast. I am your host, Francie, and it's great to have you here today. It is Sunday, the day of rest, and that makes me think, why don't we explore the ultimate resting place, graveyards, and specifically that of 50 Rivian EDVs branded with Amazon Prime branding that showed up in a scrapyard a couple weeks ago. Now... In case you're not familiar with the exact partnership between Amazon and Rivian, I'll give you a quick overview. Amazon committed to decarbonizing their delivery fleet and rolled out more than 5,000 custom electric delivery vans across the U.S. Um, The agreement, the partnership was announced between Rivian and Amazon in 2019. I believe they have more like 10,000 EDVs on the road by now, but the original partnership was an exclusive agreement between Rivian and Amazon for 100,000 electric delivery vehicles and having them on the road by 2030. So it was a pretty monumental announcement, right? Amazon is on the road all of the time delivering a tremendous volume of packages across the nation, and of course the carbon footprint of that is gigantic. We all know that. So Rivian earning this partnership with Amazon was pretty big for the EV industry. 100,000 electric delivery vehicles um, exclusively to be sold to Amazon. Now since then, like I said, the actual volumes are not 100,000. You know, can't imagine all the logistical nightmares or uh, just logistical efforts that go into actually getting 100,000 EDVs built and on the road by 2030. This was, I believe, announced in 2019. So that was a good 11 years to give it a go. But 
Since then, there has been news of Rivian actually exploring a non-exclusive agreement with Amazon, assuming because the numbers just haven't ramped up like um, like they were announced and anticipa- anticipated to be. But otherwise, this is very interesting. Um, I don't think I actually have seen an Amazon EDV truck yet uh, on the road, but if you have, let me know in the comments, where were you? Where did you see it? Was it actually delivered to you? Um, have you? Has anyone had the chance to speak to the delivery drivers? I think it's probably interesting too to uh, switch from, you know, probably a diesel delivery truck to an electric delivery vehicle. So actually the custom vans, it looks like here, they would be in Europe as well. So um, mostly I know about them in the U.S., but I'm sure that they'd like to expand this internationally, of course. But so the R&D, I'm sure, was a great investment. Um, I am curious how much uh, Amazon and Rivian really worked together to develop these vans. Um, I haven't looked into that yet, so also let me know if you know. But back to this Reddit post. So Kyle sent me this a couple weeks ago, and um, it was curious off the bat. Uh, the original poster in the Scrap Metal subreddit posted two photos. One was of what we can see to be seven uh, Rivian EDVs with Amazon Prime branding on at least two of them. They all look to be that branded blue of Amazon, and um, they all look like they have googly eyes. The hoods are off. It does appear to be a scrapyard, um, but I don't see 50. And then in the other photo, you can see the uh, inside of the Rivi- or one of the Rivian EDVs that is already scrapped as well. There's two gloves. Um, the dash is pretty uh, Looks like looks like it's coming along in terms of scrapping, for sure. And while the OP did share some information, they were a bit reserved. They didn't share exactly where this was or um, much information uh, about it. They said that they would give updates, but the original post was actually deleted. So some of what I'm pulling from now is what people have documented online already that they've screenshotted and put elsewhere. So I'll make sure to paste the images in that I can see, but it's a pretty interesting story. Of course, pre-production vehicles are sent to scrapyards. There's a lot of, I'm sure, internal and legal policies about pre-production and testing vehicles that have to happen. But I am curious if, you know, if they're testing vehicles, why are they branded? But I guess that means that they would actually be running deliveries and used for commercial purposes. A lot of people in the comments were also a bit upset. This, of course, provided an interesting opportunity to rag on electric vehicles. For instance, they were claimed, this is just another example of EVs being single-use cars, which I don't really even understand. Isn't every car a single-use car? Others pointed out that these, of course, could be pre-production vehicles that can only be used for testing and then scrapped. I think this is probably the best and most logical explanation for why this is happening. And I'm also curious about this scrapyard in particular. Of course, the scrapyard in general probably has a lot of experience with 
internal combustion engine vehicles and fleets coming in, but this is an EV with different components and especially a big old battery pack in there. And is this scrapyard specifically certified to deal with electric vehicles? That's something I'm really curious about. And then, or do they bring in experts to the scrapyard to extract the batteries? So one commenter chimed in um, that they were actually an ex-Rivian employee. And they said, if you zoom in on the lower right corner of the windshield, you can see a white sticker with a prototype vehicle tag number and barcode. One of the vehicles here also is wearing the early validation prototype camo wrap. The three tags I can see tell me these were prototypes and legally cannot be sold after their life and testing. The photos that I have are screenshots and they're blurry, so I can't exactly see what this person is talking about but there's apparently an ex-Rivian employee sharing their knowledge in the comments. Others wanted more information from the original poster, but like I said, the original poster deleted their post and their profile um, in some of the comments, but not before we were able to snap these. So are the batteries still in them? How do you deal with that? One commenter asked. And the original poster said, yes, AKA, yes, the batteries are still in there and we will take them out. We will process the whole vehicle. Most of it's aluminum. They also said, the original poster also said, we have scrapped many vehicles to that amount. Someone was asking about the volume of 50 Rivian EDVs being there. Is that normal? Do they usually get that many vehicles delivered? And the original poster said, we have scrapped many vehicles to that amount. We have contracts with big three with production vehicles. All the concepts in pre-production have to be crushed. So another validation supporting that these are uh, pre-production vehicles or testing vehicles. But again, they were branded. I mean, I would think that if they were pre-testing uh, vehicles that, I mean, would you need them to be branded? Or maybe that's just part of the manufacturing that just comes along that way. Uh, or it's just, I'm not really sure. Overall, I was left with a few questions, um, specifically, like I was saying about the battery aspect of scrapping these vehicles. Um, we talked about battery recycling in a recent episode in terms um, of battery second life or the second life of EV batteries and not just for the smaller vehicles, but the larger vehicles that use these batteries and what happens you know, when these batteries come out, especially of these uh, test cars or pre-production vehicles that we're speculating or so, where do those batteries go? Where are they put to use? Um, are they repaired? Are they reused? Are they recycled? What comes next? Um, so of course, in this situation at the end of an EV's life or whenever an EV needs to be scrapped, we should be concerned about what happens to these batteries um, that use these precious metals. Um, not only that, but of course they uh, can combust. So the expertise of scrapping these vehicles is curious. Are more scrapyards going to become uh, experts in taking out these larger batteries and taking them to the next step? And if EVs are really the answer to preventing or mitigating environmental impact on the planet, then of course we should have this cradle to cradle approach we can't just keep extracting, extracting, extracting and throwing away without finding solutions to work unusable or otherwise 
needing to be recycled materials back into the cycle of the EV life. What do you all think? Were these 50 Rivian EDVs part of some conspiracy? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think that they're just scrapping these vans. Um, you know, I think Amazon and Rivian are uh, very smart companies. Uh, not sure the word I'm exactly looking for there, but innovative companies, and they're doing their research and development. And they're likely that these EDVs did their job for their testing, for their pre-production purposes, and now it's time for them to move on into a second life. But what is that second life? Um, where exactly did these EVs, EV batteries go and what happened to them next? That's what I'm most interested in. And I know that on a previous podcast, uh, we had mentioned that we would like to dive into those topics more. And I do think they're really interesting. There are precious metals in these EVs that move something like 50,000 miles before they reach even a cell factory to make the EV batteries. And then, of course, there are very intensive, intensive processes that are required to not only extract precious metals from our earth, but also build the battery cells. And then, of course, they have to travel to where they're finally put in the EV, usually. So I'm interested in, you know, what exactly is going in the lithium ion, lithium ion batteries? I mean, we know what goes in them, but where, does they, where do they come from? And then what happens next? Uh, like we spoke to on the last podcast as well, EV batteries are lasting a, a pretty long time. And by their end of life, quote unquote, in an EV, they still have a lot of potential. So what are we doing next? But in terms of this, these 50 Rivian EDVs coming into the scrapyard and uh, this poster posting about it on Reddit, I think it just starts an interesting conversation. I think it ask, makes us ask questions about what's happening. I do not think it should divide us. I think we should be curious, but uh, we can ask the right questions. We can see if we can get more information from a mysterious poster. And in general, we can keep an eye out for other interesting ways that we're seeing EDVs, EVs, uh, and partnerships between large organizations trying to electrify their fleets, work together and figure out what works best, um, what comes next, and what their processes are so that we can always scale these kind of efforts. So again, just wanted to bring an interesting day of rest story to you all at the Out of Spec podcast. Again, I'm Francie. Thank you for joining me today. If you have any topics you'd like me to cover, please email me and us at podcast.outofspecstudios.com or feel free to tweet me or at me in a post on X at hey underscore Francie. Thanks so much for, so much for joining us today and I will see you next time. Bye.